What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 99. Oh my gosh. We're going to hit 100 episodes in no time. And honestly, (laughs) I'm just getting started. All right. If you're a fan of this podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe, review, share, let people know that you like this podcast so other people like us can find it and they can learn about marketing and hopefully be a little entertained along the way. Um, And if you're ready to improve the way you market your business, but you're not quite sure where to start, start by scheduling a free 30-minute consultation at marketinguninhibited.com with yours truly. Those consultations are so much fun. We always, both parties get a lot of energy out of them. There's brainstorming, there's venting, um, there's planning, All the best sides of marketing happen in those 30 minutes. So schedule that on my website at marketinguninhibited.com. Also, just a couple of things I want you to be on the lookout for in the next probably month, I would say. Don't hold me to that timeline. But I do have some exciting things in the works. So I know a lot of you have attended a marketing 101 workshop or you have been a participant in my one-on-one jumpstart service, which is essentially the one-on-one version of a marketing 101 workshop. So I know a lot of you guys have done the marketing basics, right? That's what that's what I was trying to say. You've you've accomplished, you have been practicing your marketing basics like mission statement, target audience, Um, Even if you haven't attended a workshop or the Jumpstart service, I have all of those resources available for you to be able to do that on your own on the podcast and IGTV. So I am graduating you guys to Marketing 201, where we will discuss more advanced marketing concepts. I will be talking about these concepts as I develop them and research them. Um, here on the podcast first, and then I will be making a workshop out of it. And then, of course, IGTVs and other social media content will follow. But why this is important is because for a long time, I felt like my community wasn't ready yet for advanced marketing topics because so much of what I do is promote the philosophy that marketing is simple, doable, and fun. But I know that this community is growing and a lot of you, I tr- I know and I trust and I believe that you guys have been implementing what I'm talking about in these workshops and on this podcast on your own. I'm watching a lot of you do this. And so what's really cool is that we've just come to a point where I'm ready to, to discuss these topics because I feel like so many of you are ready to start impl- implementing more advanced marketing techniques. Um, so those things are on the horizon, definitely in the next month or two. So be on the lookout. I will announce it all here first. All right. Today's topic is creating a community. You have heard me talk a lot about speaking to your ideal customer, about showing up consistently for just that one person who's loyal to your brand and into what you have to say. And when we talk about growth, we talk about it in terms of a lot of times it's monetary growth, right? We're, we're looking to see the bank account grow. You have income goals. Um, but th- the way that happens is by having more paying customers. And so we talk about it a lot by just you know, in in theory, it's 
having your ideal customer or your favorite customer times 100 or times 1000. People say that 1000 is like the magic number for a community of, it's called like your super fan base. Like if you only had 1000 people that were super fans of your brand, you would be able to live comfortably for as long as you wanted to with your business model in that way. As long as you always had a 1000 person strong customer base. So in the beginning, these are just ideas, right? The reality is that when we're first starting out, our community and our customer base is so much smaller than a thousand or even 100. Um, You may get followers on Instagram by using hashtags, or you may get you know, people to see what you're doing. But I'm talking about a community that is truly and wholly dedicated to you as a business owner and the brand that you have created. And so many of you, without ever writing it down as a goal or setting out to do so specifically, have created these wonderful little communities. And, you know, in this time, I'm going to touch on this a little bit, but like, in this time of the pandemic, this community community no longer has to mean locally, right? And I know that a lot of us as small businesses are active in our local communities. Um, and I'll touch on that in just a second. But before I do so, I want to I want to give you a couple definitions for the word community. So when you look up community in the Merriam-Webster online dictionary, there are loads of definitions, right? Um, So in general, community is a unified body of individuals. And then, so that's the the base definition. And then we get into more specifics. So community is the people with common interest living in a particular area or the area itself. Or B, a group of people with a common characteristic or interest living together within a larger society. Or C, a body of persons of common and especially professional interests scattered through a larger society. Or D, a body of persons or nations having a common history or common social, economic, and political interests. A group linked by common policy. Or an interacting population of various kinds of individuals, such as species, in a common location. Or two, Um, none of these really apply. Common character, social activity, society at large. Okay. So you get it, right? A community is defined as a unified body of individuals, such as the people with common interests, such as a group of people with common characteristics, a body of persons of common and especially professional interests. You know, so you get it. Community means a group of people with common interests and or characteristics. Now, What I think (laughs) shows the age of these definitions at Merriam-Webster is that community can no longer be confined to your area of interest. With the pandemic and with technology, we are now able to create, to build communities virtually with people of that have common interests and common interests, common interests and common characteristics. 
that don't necessarily live within the same geographic area, right? Because now with the internet, we can transcend geographic boundaries and still attract people with common interests and common characteristics. And that's what I'm seeing so many of you do. Even if you have a storefront, you are you are working on building these communities without borders, right? Remember, not remember, but like that Doctors Without Borders. These there are so many organizations that talk about without borders, but you you are able to have a business without borders now because of the internet and because in part because the pandemic has forced so many of us to be virtual, right? So think about that for a second. Marketing your business has never been about you, but about you serving them them being your community, whether wherever they are in the world, right? So I have a couple questions for you. Number one, how are you serving your community currently? Where are you doing a great job of, of developing that community and creating that community? And then where is there room for development and room for growth in the way that you are talking to and interacting with your community? Do they feel like they belong to a community? Question two, how would you describe your community? This is part of it is that you guys have to be comfortable talking about your community. I come here and I sit down to record the podcast and because you guys tell me you're listening, you send me feedback, you have re- you leave reviews, I you know, I can check the analytics and see how many of you are listening. I know that my community is showing up to listen to these podcasts. They are dedicated. You guys are dedicated. You're giving me your time, you're giving me your attention. And, and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you so much for being here, right? And I talk about it on here. I, t- I say we collectively. And when you're first starting your business, you may say we in a, like, as an act of deflection, like trying to take the spotlight off of the fact that it's just you running your business. But there will come a point where there is an actual collective we. Maybe it's you and your partners. You Maybe you partner with someone in your business. Maybe it's you in reference to your community. Um, so there's comes a time where we actually is the correct term to use for the community. And we want to get in the habit of letting people know, like, hey, we're so grateful for you here and to be a part of our community. Thank you so much for being here. So go back to your community. How would you describe them? What characteristics do your community members have in common? This is so important because when we do target audience work, we develop a profile for one specific, we'll call community member, right? I have you name that person. We talk about characteristics. We talk about personality traits. We even talk about their their demographics, their age, their income, their relationship status, if they're, they have kids. So we really get to know that person. But as your business grows, that person ideally will be replicated in some way, shape, or form by interests, characteristics. You know, there will be something that stands out for all of these, right? That that they'll all, all of your community members will have something in common. It's an interest or it's a characteristic trait. So think about that. What characteristics do they all have in common? And what interests do they share? And it could just be like one or two, but you guys know I've talked about it here before. 
All of the clients that I work with have a common interest and that is their own personal development. And they're all a common characteristic is that they're driven and they're autonomous. So everyone I work with has some sort of personal development practice. They work with a life coach. They work with a therapist. They work with a personal trainer. They have a meditation practice. They, you know, whatever the list goes on, they have hobbies that they're dedicated to. They have, you know, they make space for themselves within their own lives so that they can take care of themselves because they value self-care. And self-care looks different for everyone. Um, but that those are just some of the key interests and characteristics that my community has in common. So all of you, right? I'm sure there was something I just said that you're like, yeah, that's me, right? Um, so think about that. And another thing my community has in common is that we show up anyway. We are... Well, we try to be consistent. That's something we work on sometimes. But we are not afraid to put ourselves out there and we show the fuck up when we are scheduled to show up. So recently, I was supposed to host a workshop with another organization. And a few days before that workshop was scheduled to take place, I got an email from them saying they had canceled the workshop. And I was not happy because that is not how... That is not a trait of my, of, that is not part of my values. That is not something we do in my community. We don't cancel things just because one person has registered, right? So I, I emailed them back and I said, you know, I wish you wouldn't have canceled it. Like we still have a few days for people to register. This is a virtual workshop. We have promised that they will get the replay and the notes just for registering. So, you know, we could still get people that sign up just to get those things to be able to attend on their own time. And I'm perfe perfectly comfortable presenting to a virtual room of one or none knowing that people are going to watch that replay anyway, right? You show up anyway. And if I had gotten there and they hadn't shown up, I probably would have just like, I have, I have one of those workshops already recorded. So I probably wouldn't have presented for the hour, but I would have just like sent out a link to a prior workshop with all the same content. And you still would have gotten the slides. You still would have gotten the template. So instead what happened is they canceled it. And they reached out to the one person and said, you know, we can do this in a one-on-one -on -one setting. And that person just ghosted. And, and she may not have attended the workshop anyway, but by canceling it in advance, she didn't get what she signed up for and she canceled and she wasn't interested after that. And so that upset me because I think as a marketing professional, as someone who comes on here and tells you guys to show up anyway... I got, I was like, this is a direct counter to how I would have run that workshop. And ultimately, quite honestly, I think it came down to the fact that they didn't want to pay me for one person in the workshop. And so this was just, you know, I've been thinking a lot and I'm happy to host these workshops. They're not always paid when I host them with a third party. Um, I'm happy to do it because I believe in spreading, you know, marketing. I think that marketing education should be accessible, accessible for everyone. And I think it should be simple, doable, and fun. And these workshops are honestly, they're great practice for me to refine my messaging and to get in front of new people. Um, so it just, 
reiterated the fact that I need to take control of my workshops and my content more because I can control and I know what my community expects. I can control the expectations and I can deliver on those expectations for my community because I know I know who you are. I know you guys. And we're still getting to know each other. And I think that's the fun part about building a community is that you're, you continue to get to know each other and you develop these relationships so that when you post something, maybe it's personal or you're opening up. Like I got, thank you to all of you who sent me messages, emails, texts, DMs, condol- uh, messages of condolences for my puppy Apollo that died. And I haven't talked about that on social media yet. I don't know that I will. Um, but I talked about it on my email list and I talked about it here with you guys and you guys reached out and you were very, very supportive and caring. I even got cards and gifts and I just, I so appreciate that. And that is the benefit of a community is that you're also, you're there for one another, right? They can support you and you support them, but communities are not built overnight. So this is where the phrase Rome was not built in a day comes from. Well, I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that part. But for example, Rome was not built in a day like Rome as a community was not built in a day. And I have been thinking a lot about slow growth. I've talked about it on the episode so far this year. I've posted it on Instagram. I've talked to a lot of you individually about going at your own pace. Um, And with that, I hope this is not too much of a tangent, but um, bear with me here. I've been thinking about growth in reference to nature and how trees grow. And, And it's just something that's been coming up for me. I've been trying to, since our puppy... Um, died, you know, I realized like something I'm really missing is not getting outside on the those daily walks. And so in addition to my workouts regularly, I've just been trying to get outside for a walk. Rebel loves it. Even when it's cold, she just, she loves to get outside. It's just a treat. We bundle up and we go for a walk and it's just so refreshing, especially it's cold here. Um, actually, if you're in Illinois, we are about to get a big snowstorm tonight. So they predict. So we shall see. It just started snowing. But anyway, um, growth in relationship to nature. So I wrote about it in my journal. And I really think that sustainable business growth parallels (laughs) the growth of a tree. Okay, so stay with me. So nature has no timeline. When a tree is planted or like if you're like us and you guys just have random trees that shoot up in your backyard, um, there, there is no timeline for that. It sets out, you know, whatever. I won't get into that part, but some, some characteristics that we can apply to our own business are that when a tree's growing, it focuses on putting down roots first and foremost. It, it has a solid foundation. It's steady and it's strong and it's flexible and it's adaptable And it is always growing, even when it's growing so slowly that you can't, our eyes can't physically observe the growth of the tree. We do know that it's growing because, you know, you go back in the backyard and you see like, oh my gosh, this tree is taller than it was before, or it has leaves now, or it has flowers now, right? Or the the trunk is getting bigger slowly but surely. And it is growing even when no one is watching. 
So I know some of you listening are in the very beginning phases of your business. And I just want to tell you that your business is growing now so that by the time you get more eyes on your business, you have worked out some of the beginning mistakes. You have worked out the things like your target audience messaging and playing in what your strengths are, your unique selling proposition. So focus on that. Like I want a, a business that's as solid and sustainable and steady and strong and flexible and adaptable as a damn tree. Okay, that's what my goal is. I want my business to be as solid as this gigantic cypress tree I have in my front yard because I know that I can depend on that and my community can depend on that. And with a solid foundation and the growth, the experience that comes with slow and steady growth, you will be able to better serve your community. I hope I didn't lose you guys there. Building a strong community takes time, but there is so much strength and so much power that comes with the growth of a community. I want you to think about this. We talk a lot about business goals, right? And sometimes those are financial and sometimes they're not. I feel like the more years you get into business, the less, like the more your financial goals have been met and the more you're thinking about your business in a different way um, rather than just paying your bills. And I know some of you are thinking about this in general, but let's think about your, your goals for your community, this community that you have created that is growing every single day, even when it doesn't feel like it, or you're like ready to throw in the towel or you're frustrated. I promise you it's growing and I promise you your marketing is working. So with that said, what do you want the legacy of this community to be? Think about that. Like when I think about that, oh my gosh, I get so excited I'm like, holy shit, I could have a thousand, I could help a thousand businesses who are in turn going to help a thousand of their own community members because my community is made up of business owners, of small business owners, and their communities are made up of all these other different types of people. So like the ripple effect, the impact and the legacy of the community that I'm creating is that you guys or creating your own communities and bettering the lives of those communities. So we're we're setting the example of what it means to be a working mom, of what it means to be an entrepreneur during a pandemic, of working less and making more, of being able to run a business, not just for fun, but to run a business and be a contributing member of your household. Or maybe you are the primary breadwinner of your household. That is a big goal for me too, to work up to that. Um, and so, and you know, those could be financial goals and they could be whatever the goal is. Think about what the legacy you, what you want the legacy of this community to be, and then ask yourself, how can this community you're creating change the world? Wow. That is amazing to think that you're, you're having such an impact. This business that you started in your house, in your workshop, in your studio, Maybe it was like (laughs) over drinks with a friend. You know, I started my business in my childhood bedroom at my mom's house. That's where I was living at the time. And I had to negotiate with her to be able to stay there another year while I stepped down from my full-time marketing role, marketing director role, and went, um, you know, and brought, brought that 
essentially I brought that company on where I was working as a marketing director full time. I brought them on as my first client. And the only way I could do that in my situation was because I was demoting myself and I was, you know, getting rid of two thirds of my income. Um, I wanted to be able to do that without having to take on all the household expenses myself. And so I asked my mom if I could stay there another year and I was able to live there rent free because my mom is awesome. (laughs) I almost said my mom's the tits. Don't know that that's appropriate to describe your mom. Um, But yeah, so just think about that. Like think about how far you've come. Think about what you're creating and think about the legacy of your business and and more importantly, the legacy of the community you're creating and the people that you're impacting on a day-to-day basis. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're ready to work together or just brainstorm some more of these concepts, head on over to marketinguninhibited.com and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And I will have some more free workshops coming your way soon, so be on the lookout for those. All right, have a great day.